0: Peace and blessings, this is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Let's talk now about some of that persecution and some of those early Muslims who joined the message of the Prophet. So Abu Dhar, Al-Ghifari, Abu Dhar was the fourth or fifth companion to become Muslim. We know Abu Dhar was one of the best companions of the Prophet. How did he become Muslim? If we look at most of our sources, especially the Sunni sources, they mentioned that first of all Abu Dhar comes from the tribe of Ghifar. Ghifar were around Mecca to the north and some members of the Ghifar tribe were known to be looters of caravans, so if a caravan would be passing by, they'd attack the caravan, loot their goods and then let them go, So Abu Dhar came from a tribe like that, which tells you in his youth, you know, he had a bad start probably, he came from such a tribe, there are some sources that indicate he used to do that himself, he used to attack these caravans and loot them, he hears hears that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi has brought a new religion, he tells his brother, go and see this, you know, Person who's claiming to be a prophet, tell me about him. I want to know more about him. His brother goes, he meets the prophet, he comes back to Abu Dhar and he tells him what he saw. He still wasn't satisfied, Abu Dhar. He wanted to personally meet the prophet and see him. So Abu Dhar comes to Mecca. He doesn't have any place to go, no house, so he stays in Masjid al Haram. Imam Ali, alayhi salam, according to these sources, notices Abu Dhar is a stranger he's sleeping in the Grand Mosque, so he approaches him and he tells him I find that you're a stranger, can I host you, he says yes, so Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib for three days he hosts him without asking him any question, why are you here, what's your mission, what do you want, he doesn't ask him anything, at the end of the third day Abu Dhar asks Imam Ali, he tells him I've heard about this man called Muhammad and he's claiming things, I'd like to meet him and hear his message, I might believe in him, can you take me to him? Remember in this early period Islam was still you know um, being delivered privately, secretly, so Abu Dhar was taken to the Prophet in a secret way, so it does not really bring the attention of the pagans, Imam Ali secretly takes him to the Prophet, he meets the Prophet, he he hears the message of the Prophet, he falls in love with the religion of Islam, he becomes Muslim. Now, after becoming Muslim, he comes to Masjid al-Haram, he starts yelling, Allah ilaha illallah. Wa anna Allah. The pagans become furious. Who's this bold guy who's defying our religion and he's supporting Muhammad? So they surround him, they start beating him, they push him to the ground when they're about to beat him more, Abbas comes, Abbas at the time he was pagan, the uncle of the Prophet, he comes and he tells him, do you know what you're doing, Abu Dhar comes from the Ghifar tribe, in Mecca, if you hear Ghifar, you start shaking, we the Meccans, we need to travel north to Syria for our business transactions right, for trading and Ghifar is in our way, if they hear what you did to Abu Dhar, imagine what they're going to do to us, so they let him go out of fear, the next day he comes in Masjid Al-Haram he does the same thing, they're about to beat him again when Abbas comes and he saves him, so it seems Abu Dhar early on he had this tendency to be outspoken when it comes to the truth and we see that very visible during the times of those caliphs, especially Uthman when he would speak the truth and Uthman had him exiled and he died while being exiled, So Abu Dhar was one of those very very early Muslims who was pegged in his faith and he was full of love for the Prophet Imam Ali and for the religion of Islam. Now we have a Shia hadith in our sources and when you look at the chain of the hadith, it's actually an authentic hadith, some find it strange but the hadith tells us why Abu Dhar went to see the Prophet, what's it, what is it that pushed him? Remember he's just a tribal man busy with looting those caravans or I don't know doing what, what is it that really attracted him to the Prophet? There is a hadith narrated from Abu Basir from Al-Imam As-Sadiq a.s. in this hadith Abu Dhar was one day herding his sheep, taking care of them when a wolf came, the wolf wanted to attack from the right side, he pushed him away, the wolf came and attacked from the left side, he kept pushing the wolf away but the wolf was very persistent, Abu Dhar got agitated and he said, you're such an evil creation, anything I do you keep coming back, the hadith says which I said it has a sound change so it's an authentic hadith, the wolf spoke, the wolf spoke to Abu Dhar when Abu Dhar attacked the wolf and said that you're such an evil creation, you're the most evil creation, who's more evil than you, the wolf said no Abu Dhar, the people, the pagans of Mecca are more evil than me, for a truthful man has emerged amongst them and they're attacking him, so this hadith in our sources tells us intrigued Abu Dhar, and that's why he went to meet the Prophet in Mecca and that's how he became Muslim, it started from this incident. Allahu A'lam, if it's authentic hadith or not, the chain is reliable, every person in the chain is a trustworthy person, so we trust the chain but Allahu A'lam you know whether this incident happened or not, if we accept the chain which is an authentic chain then this is an incident that happened with Abu Dhar, yes, Was significant was that Abu Dhar was extremely significant and one of the best companions of the Prophet and the reason why not only during the life of the Prophet, we have many stories during the life of the Prophet, he was instrumental after the Prophet, he exposed the hypocrites and he was one of those companions who oh, firmly hold, held on to Imam Ali and Bayt and he exposed the caliphs, so he played a very important role in saving the pure Islam, so yes he was one of the most important companions, in any case we have this hadith in our sources, so that's Abu Dhar, he's one of the first and early Muslims, let's quickly mention two others before we end, the second one is Bilal al-Habashi who came from Abyssinia, he was an Abyssinian Ethiopian slave, Bilal was one of the greatest companions, he was owned by Umayyah ibn Khalaf, Umayyah was a man, a Meccan man, he owned Bilal, Bilal he was a slave, he heard the message of the Prophet, he heard the Prophet is speaking about freedom, he's talking about worshipping God, about moral values, he fell in love with the Prophet's message, so he became Muslim, his master Umayyah found out that he became Muslim, he told him, you my slave without my permission, you go, went and believed in Muhammad, how dare you do something like that, I want you right now to disbelieve in the one God and to disbelieve in Muhammad, he refused, he would say ahadun ahad, only one God, only one God, what did he have, what, how did he punish him? He would have him dragged to the hot desert, they would strip him from his clothes so that his back would be on the ground, on the hot ground, for those of you who have gone to Mecca, you know how hot it gets, the hot ground, they would put him there and then they would bring huge boulders of rocks and put it on his chest and they would beat him and whip him and they would tell him stop believing in Muhammad, he would say ahadun ahad, there's only one God, they would have kids, drag him in the streets and make fun of him, but he never stopped. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib praised Bilal for this, he was truly one of those great companions of the Prophet. Now we are told by other schools of thought that Abu Bakr came, he saved him and he bought him, we dispute that, we believe according to authentic sources, because all those hadiths they're contradictory anyway, without getting into their details, why they're contradictory, we believe the Prophet sent some companions Abu Bakr if we accept that he was Muslim at the time or he was acting maybe on behalf of the Prophet as a messenger because sometimes the Prophet would send some people who were not actively fighting him to do something for him, so we either dispute the fact that he was involved in buying Bilal from his master or we believe he was sent by the Prophet with another companion who bought Bilal from his master on behalf of the Prophet, he gave them the money, so he was just acting as an intermediary. In any case, the Sunni history tells us that Abu Bakr bought him, purchased him, he freed him then you know he came and he joined the Prophet sallallahu alaihi So, Bilal was one of those great companions, and then we all know that the Prophet assigned him to be the Mu'addin, the one who calls uh, to the adhan and to the prayer. That's one. And the last one, Khabbab ibn al Arat. Khabbab ibn al Arat is a very interesting personality. Khabbab, he was owned by a Meccan woman. Her name was Umm Anmar al khuzaiyyah Um Anmar al Khuza'iyya. she owned Khabbab. Khabbab was one of those early Muslims, one of the first 10 Muslims to believe in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi he hears the message of the Prophet, he becomes Muslim, she finds out, she becomes furious, what does she do? She takes out iron rods, heats them in the flames till it became red hot, then she would iron his body, she'd strip him from his clothes, she would iron his body, To the point where he would lose consciousness out of the pain and suffering, she would tell him stop believing in Muhammad, he'd refuse and every time she would iron him, look at the iman of those early Muslims, you know sometimes we go through a difficulty, we lose hope, we lose faith, what we go through is not an inch of what those early Muslims went through, imagine what this poor slave had to go through just because he believed in the Messenger of Allah, one hadith, a very interesting hadith, tells us, he came to the Prophet, he complained to the Prophet, he told him, Ya Rasool Allah, you see what's happening to me, I want a prayer from you, so the, the, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi tells him, Allahumma ansur khabbaban, Oh Allah support khabbaban, what happened is, his owner, that Meccan woman who owned him, Om Anmar, she developed a severe headache such that she used to bark like a dog, that's what the sources tell us, that's how she would bark and the pain was so severe, the only thing that would kind of soothe her is to have an iron rod which is hot, go over and iron her head, that's the only thing that would stop her from that, So she came to her own slave, which she took an iron rod and she would iron his body and his head and put it on his head, she told him take this iron and put it on my head, that's how Allah sought the revenge, so he would take the iron rod and put it on her head from her own request, at her own request, just so that it makes her stop barking from that severe headache and severe migraine. Khabbab was truly a great companion, he moved to Kufa when Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib moved to Kufa, when he passed away, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib prayed on him, he did the salah on his janazah and he did a dua for Khabbab, he says, oh Allah Khabbab was one of those Mujahideen, one of those people who truly struggled in your way, oh Allah have mercy on him. So these are some of the very very early Muslims who really sacrificed in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.